Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining today's Taurus Tech Talk from myself, co-host Corey Church. Thanks for joining us. Um, so this is our second cast in as many weeks. I think I got the rust off of the last one. Yeah, it was a little clunky. It was a little clunky. We got through it. Yeah, I, They haven't seen it yet. Yeah, and we didn't hit the record button fast enough or else you'd have got to see Corey laugh at one of my dad jokes, which he swore he would never do. Um, so it's already a win for today. Winning, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. really matter what else happens. Exactly. You tricked me a little bit though. <laughs> you said it's just a story. Well, all jokes are stories, just like all words are made up. Uh, ah, the see? art of <laughs> storytelling, right? <laughs> <laughs> today on the show, we have Mr. Mark Harrison. Mark, thank you, and, and welcome back, man. This is your third time on the show, I think, yeah, right? Third time, yes. That yes. qualifies you for a bobblehead. I'm in. It does. We have to get Mark's picture and get him a bobblehead. So yeah. next time he comes on, he can bring it. I get my own bobblehead. That's wow. a big deal, man. I'm. It's are a you, big deal. Are you prepared to take the I'm picture a, today? I am. Okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm obviously, in this office, I'm, I'm a big deal. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so I don't, I don't, we're not talking about home. pickles. Yeah. Uh, this is, <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that was literally the next word out of my mouth. So, so Mark, Mark is with Crestron. Mark, you recently had a title change, right? You're uh, the big wig now. I, I don't know about that. I'm still the same person. But uh, so, tell us yes. about uh, your new role at, at Crestron. So, um, as of a couple weeks ago, I'm now the technical director for state and local government of North America. Wow. And uh, So this will be the last time we see you? or No, not at all, because you guys do stuff with <laughs> a lot of the yeah. city of state of folks around Texas. And uh, I look forward to working with you all. But now I get to work with all of our partners all around the country and uh, just yeah. get a little bit bigger footprint. So uh, it, I'm excited about it. So your travel will increase some? I don't think it's going to increase more. It's just going to be less car-driven and more airline-driven. I'm gotcha. sorry. Uh, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm not <laughs> looking forward to the airline part of it. Uh, or you can get on the, the bike. airport side of it. You can get on the bike. I mean, just make a trip out of it. I'm going to push that up and see see what happens with it. Yeah. yeah. You still expect to get paid the same mileage, though. Like, even though your bike gets a lot better mileage than a traditional car. you should... Actually, my, my car gets better gas mileage than my bike. <laughs> Dang. Okay. <laughs> really? I wouldn't yeah. have guessed that. Yeah. Honda Accord gets better gas mileage than my RT. State and local oh. government, that's going to be an interesting one. We... Um, we we obviously learn as new bits of certifications and legislation come out. Right. Um, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a full dance card for you because to to learn the different intricacies of what it means to work for the government. That's really probably what I'm most excited about. The rest, nice. I mean, I know our products, right? And so I can talk about those in any environment. But um, learning all the the acronyms, um, the certifications that they're looking for that that they need, they have to have in that environment is going to be the, the learning part of it. And it'll be fun. It'll be a fun team I'm to work. I'm sure the additional bureaucracy involved, too, will be a bit of a challenge to learn. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, if anybody can do it, it's you, man. Well, I appreciate it's that. You. <laughs> uh, so for those that have not um, seen the previous shows that Mark's been on, uh, first shame. of all, shame, for sure, if we're thinking alike today. We just wait until the dad jokes start to get a roll. Um, and Mark, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you came to the Pro AV career path and how you got to Crestron today? Oh, wow. Um, so uh, when I was in high school, my brother sold my services to install car audio systems for his friends. Okay. And he did me good. He gave me like a nickel on the dollar for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can just see you get home from school one day. Hey, bro. I, I was 14. 
Oh my. <laughs> so sounds yeah. like something my brother might do. Yeah. Uh, I was like, all right, nice, nice job. When I finally figured it out, it was, he was off in college. It was too late. Um, so, but anyway, I had this it, uh, love of technology at that point. My dad was in the technology business, uh, communications, telecommunications was all we really had technology wise when he was growing up, you know? Uh, so from there I joined the, the Navy in the Navy. I worked on electronics, um, as a, today we, we know it as, as electronic warfare. Uh, it's not what the Navy calls it anymore, but I was an electronic warfare technician in the Navy. Uh, everybody said, what is that? Now, if you watch the news on Ukraine, they talk about what's the most important part. It's like, yeah, that was me 20, <laughs> 30 years ago, you know, before anybody knew what it was. Um, I got out. I had no idea what I was going to do after the Navy. Uh, I wanted to go to college, so I went to work as a security guard. About six months into that, I'm like, this, I'm not going to make four years of this. So I went to work uh, installing security systems from there to C-band satellites, from C-band satellites to full automation systems uh, in residential. Um, ended up working for uh, Tweeter Home Entertainment, which was a national company at the time. They did a Crestron rollout. We were what I was trying to get them to put Crestron into the stores uh, down here in Texas, and they kept getting this pushback. I'm like, what's the pushback? Well, we don't have Crestron in this state or in this state. And so I'm like, that's not my problem. I'm like, I just want it in Texas, <laughs> right? Um, so finally, after about four years of pushing that, you know, that monkey down the road, I finally got everybody on the same page. Our upper management was talking with Crestron's upper management. Anyway, we did this national rollout. Um, two years later, Tweeter drove the plane right into the ground, and uh, that was the end of that gig. But it gave, got me the exposure at Crestron that I needed, and so I ended up working for Crestron uh, as a trainer, uh, training, teaching 101 classes, basic classes, mm-hmm. things like that, and working in tech support for seven years. And then uh, about five or six years ago, moved over uh, into the technical director role for the region, uh, supporting Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, and now this, this new opportunity is there as, as we – uh, we at Crestron really look at we're at this step. How do we get to that next step we want to yeah. go to? So we're we're just rededicating some resources in some areas that we feel are going to be important for for that next step for us. Awesome, awesome, man. I'm I'm fairly certain you've given me a training class in the past. I have. Yeah. I don't. I I wouldn't remember it. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't wasn't that impactful, but <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's because you didn't get to walk across the parking lot to it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I just try to surround myself with Mark as much as possible and just learn that way versus sitting in a class. I think it was actually with my previous employer I took it. <laughs> like 20-some-odd years ago? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's go you're, ahead and you're, get... You're showing, you're showing age. Yeah. Slow down. You don't have a, a, a bit of gray hair. Like, I'm looking at you right now. I thought you were going to say... I have to keep my beard this short. I thought you were going to say wrinkles and I had a perfect response to that, but... Yeah, she okay. won't hear it now. Later on, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into the subject matter. Today we're talking about a very interesting topic, a very popular topic, um, and that's camera tracking technologies. Okay. We, we wanted to have you on the show. Um, I think a lot of people that follow Crestron know about their acquisition of One Beyond, which is a camera tracking technology solution. Um, but what we really want to do today on the show is help listeners and viewers get some education on what that really means. Absolutely. Because I think, uh, and just to kind of set you up for this, obviously the amount of video conferencing that all of us have been doing, regardless of being in pro AV or not, has escalated to an extreme amount ever since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, so a lot of people say forcefully so. And, and now it's become the norm. And I think what people are trying to get to without 
knowing that they're trying to get to is how do I create a good experience? Like I was forced to be in front of my 24 inch monitor at home, two feet away. You could see my facial expressions. Uh, the camera didn't have to move, but now I'm going to this hybrid work experience, couple, two, three days a week in the conference room. And I want to kind of have that same experience where you can see my mannerisms and my facial expressions and it's engaging and camera tracking technology helps us get there. But there's a lot of uh, unknown and lack of education around what the offerings are. Sure. It's, so It's so assumed that you're going to have a video conferencing meeting that Microsoft, when you create an invite and you invite somebody else, they automatically put Teams information in. They don't even, don't it's ask. not even a question. They don't, they, they're, they're not like, hey, would you maybe want this? No, we're, you're having a Teams meeting yes. with every genius, calendar. Genius invite. move. Honestly, I think it's, it's really brilliant. Yeah. And, and at first I thought it was kind of an innocent thing. No, they're, they're telling you, you're going to, you're a Microsoft user. You're going to use the Teams platform. It's good to be the king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. and, and so now I find myself like, I scheduled something. Oh, today at 3.30. I had to go in and delete the Teams information. Yeah. You can turn it off in a settings change, but I kind of just leave it for. I kind of leave to mine too. Like, just to make me chuckle. Yeah. Just every time it happens, I'm like, oh, Microsoft. Honestly, 70 to 80% of my meetings have video conferencing it, in them. It's probably so it's saving like, you time yeah, yeah, if you're using Teams as the platform. Yeah. It, it, we use both internally, you know, um, and, and they're both good, but we, we use both for a couple of different reasons. Number one, we support both. And so um, I try to be strategic in which one I'm using based on who I'm, I'm meeting with. Smart man. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. yeah. Just, you know, and I think anybody that's in our industry that's really supporting both probably should look at that. Um, just, I didn't tell you that. Uh, and, then, uh, and then the other thing is, is um, Teams does really good at this, and then Zoom is really good at this. And then there's all this overlap in the middle. What is Zoom and so, again? And so um, <laughs> Microsoft's watching it's, this right now, and you're like, yes. Well, it's 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 lighting. It's part of our commercial. Oh, program. that's oh. Zoom. Oh, Zoom. Yeah. Zoom. Um, but when. What, if, when you use them a lot, you start to see what, what they do really well at and what, uh, I don't say they fall down at, but just where the others tend to excel, we, we tend to go back and forth for that. So um, we, we, do, we do support both uh, of the big ones. You know, I, I don't want to eliminate uh, the, the WebEx friends out there, you know. But, yeah, uh, we're WebEx friends. Yeah. yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It was a good platform for a lot of times, for a long time, you know. So it was a stage. See, <laughs> He's using the past tense. It was a good product. It's, I mean, it's, it's still not, there. It's not dead. What do you? We didn't have a funeral. We're gonna get into it, this. It, it as a got, unified communications bashing platform yeah, it, it, is what it, we're it doing. It just got passed, unfortunately. You know, I wish when they had the, they owned the market. So. Yeah, I wish I could tell my my WebEx story, but if this isn't the appropriate platform, probably not on another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, but to talk about intelligent video and the the tracking stuff, I think really we have to go back pre pre pandemic and talk about the way meetings were held and why it's so important today to have this intelligent video. Um, you know, pre-pandemic, we would, we would be in a conference room like this. I don't have to know whether or not Robert's talking. I can look right over and see, oh, Robert's the one engaging me right now, you know, or Corey's the one engaging me. As we went into the pandemic, all these offices around the country were vacant. We're all sitting at home. Now, instead of looking across the table to see Robert, I'm looking for Robert's square. You know, where's, yeah. where, where's his people square at and, and how do I identify him? And it didn't matter if there were 50 people on there. 
Because as soon as Robert started talking, all of a sudden, boom, he got prioritized up near the front, and I could little little him. red square and the whole thing. Yeah, and so you know we got that um, that equal equity in the meeting, if you will, which is what we all had in the conference room. Um, so there was no hybrid. We were all at home. We were all working. Some of us would be at the office, but still joining that video conference on our laptop. So we all had equal equity in the meeting. We all had the ability to have our own, you know, Hollywood Square. I've been guilty of joining a, a meeting that's physically being held in this building from my desk. You have issues, sir. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not denying that. Yeah, I mean. It's easier but, for you, Corey. It doesn't doesn't hurt my feelings. Listen, when we're only thirty five feet away from you, it doesn't. I can hear your. It's like surround sound. <laughs> I can hear. Yeah. Here's the thing. It allows me to more. Uh, it allows me to conceal my multitasking yeah. a little bit better. We know what it, it is already. It's kind of hard to work on your phone in the middle of a meeting. Yeah, everybody's sitting right there. Right? I get it. You mean laptop? <laughs> yeah, that I, too. I'm bringing a laptop yeah. <laughs> when I'm staring at the screen and typing. At least if I'm Staring at the screen, the camera's right there. It's <laughs> yeah. Um, I've given away my secret. So so we go from that environment to now we have where, where the conference room really was the king, right? We're all in the conference room, and you may have a an individual here or there that was joining in remote, but not always. And um, well, the, most of the time their camera's off. Yep. You're you're only really two way audio at that point. Exactly. So, but today it's really uh, it's very different. The the conference room is more the add on into the meeting space and so you know as we're having a meeting it's you know the three of us on a call and then we've got four or five people in a conference room well now we have four squares on the on the tv for to look at on the display and the four people in the conference room they really don't have equal equity in the in the meeting because as sam is talking or joe is talking or whoever it's one of those four how do we you know, am I, should I be paying attention here or is it that person? I mean, you know, it just <laughs> yeah. changes the attitude of everything. And um, so as our technology has evolved also on top of that, and the soft codex came came forward, you know, with, with really Teams and Zoom being the, the two top dogs in that, um, they be, one of the things that they promoted really heavy was simplified, right? You use one camera and that one camera will give you a shot of the room and they're using computers. Well, computers don't have video switchers built into them. So we're losing that ability to track back and forth between different people. Uh, it just really, now if we, if we can do it still, but now we've complicated it all back up like it was you know, pre-pandemic. So to move forward, um, the camera manufacturers and the technology that the camera manufacturers were working with, and even the, the soft codec companies have continued to evolve, have done what they can to kind of take over that 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 banner if you will uh, and what it feels like that's been accelerated too I, oh, like yeah. the, not only the the uc platform itself has grown in leaps and bounds but then the camera camera manufacturers i feel like have really focused on that yeah and, yes. and, and rolling out those mm -hmm. intelligent video mm -hmm. technologies which i don't is this a buzzword that crestron is sharing i I'm not certain I've heard that before. I'm not sure where it came from. I know we're using it. And, Mark um, Harrison coined the phrase. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, it's I'm, an asterisk at the bottom. That's a, <laughs> we're going to see on his Wikipedia page one day: intelligent video, intelligent video creator, and yeah. master. No, that's not me. Uh, <laughs> um, but it's something that we're using because one, well, it's hard to explain why you need it, you know. But if you say intelligent video, now somebody will say, "Oh, what is that?" Versus just video. 
And so it can kind of spurn the conversation. So it's a good word to drop it. It's kind of like hybrid workspace. I mean, I worked in the field for 20 years putting these systems together and making them work. My hybrid workspace changed every day. You know, some days I had electricians, some days I had painters, but I, it was always a hybrid workspace, right? Uh, it's not the same today. So, um, so back to what we're trying to do, what the camera manufacturers really did that I thought was really good was they, their technology advanced so that we could do um, people tracking. You know, when you started seeing some people tracking cameras and solutions that came out, uh, we had the auto framing so that as there's five people in the room, the image does this big, you know, and then whenever it goes back down to two or three people, the image zooms in on just those, pe those few. And that's really as far as we can do with cameras, you know, um, especially the cameras that people want to buy. Right now, if I give you a forty thousand dollar camera, we can do a whole lot with it. But <laughs> but that's not what we're putting in these conference rooms, right? Let's be realistic. And so, um, well, I think it's important to mention why we're having this conversation in the first place. Uh, we have to shed some clarity on the differences between some of the camera tracking technologies or intelligent video technologies. Uh, from the sales organization to design engineers, when we're having conversations with clients and partners, you know, and you're trying to accurately describe what it is they want to achieve out of the room, you kind of have to narrow it down. Well, this is probably the technology you want to focus on. And here's why, you know, if it's important to just capture an overall room view, great, we can do that. If you want to just track an area of the room, great, we can do that. If you want to zoom in on Mark's face, highlight him in red, and show the name Mark next to him, that's a different technology. Those are all different things. Yes. And it's it's all gets kind of lumped into, I just want to do camera tracking. Yeah. And, and yeah. so... And what does camera tracking One might be $500 and one might be $50,000. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it can be... Um, there's a vast difference in the two, right? It's like going to the car dealership and saying, I want a car. It's There's so many all to choose from. Yeah. Well, yeah. There's what that. you have on the lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is all of them. That's all 12. <laughs> all, all, yeah, all 12. Yeah, without your dealer markup. Uh, Don't get me the car started. business, I apologize, kind of. I, I was <laughs> just talking about that at lunch. So that's yeah. also yet um, another subject. So, yeah, so so there's, there's these different ways to pull this off. And then we didn't even talk about, you know, what Microsoft is doing with Front Row and what Zoom is doing with their offering, where they're actually taking the image of the whole room and doing some facial recognition stuff and cutting that video up and then yeah. giving that to you in independent streams as well so that now each person gets their own block. And and that that is a solution that's available. So do you, do you see know, that? Yeah. I was going to say, do you see that as having a negative impact on camera, camera manufacturers? We are so simpatico right now. It's I, so good. It wasn't even going to be Did like we the same question. Best it friends? was like the exact yep. same you verbiage. Go to the basement and practice karate? <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Why are you all sweaty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both know cops doesn't come on until four. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> sorry. All right, Corey's funny. question was verbatim. <laughs> Do you see the, the unified communication platform player, like you mentioned Zoom and Teams, mm -hmm. with the algorithms and functionality they're building into their platform, uh, really hindering the ability for the camera or the AV system to do that job for them? Or do you think that they're always just going to kind of just continue to compete? I think they're going to continue to compete. And, um, you know, it kind of boils down to, remember when surround sound receivers 
you'd have to get a surround sound receiver, and then you could get an amplifier, and then you had to get this. Yeah. Boost. Yeah. And it was all these separates, right? Yeah. Or you could go get a Marantz or a Denon, you know, Yamaha, whatever your brand was, and get it all in one. Both continued to exist, and both had their audience, and both had their place. Um, and I see this as really the same thing. Uh, number one, there's only so much you're going to be able to do with uh, with software and people recognition. And one of the one of the biggest challenges that I've seen when watching these is um, in in a room, right? So they're looking at the video and they're trying to cut up Corey and I right now and put us in our two different squares. Well, that's great. What if I do this? Yeah. What just happened to Corey's square? You know, it it just changed yeah. everything. But if I can strategically place these cameras. I can move wherever I want. Corey's got his primary camera focused on him, and no one else is getting in into his space, so to speak. The only thing I could, so. I, I, I can't like let go of my in my head is like resolution. If I've got a room with six people in it, like you know our Mavs or Cowboys conference room, and it's got a 1080p camera, you know, and I then take that because it can only like the software can only do what it can do. It's going to take. A 1080p image, and it's going to find your square, and it's going to chop it out, yeah, and try to make it equal. 320 by 240, and so it's going to be a tiny resolution in comparison to you at your desk with your 4K camera that's like you know perfectly cropped to your face. Yep, and so you're going to have like fuzzy Mark and super clear Robert. Absolutely, and uh, as a as an AV guy, that really bothers me to the average public. You know, Mark's got a bad internet connection. Yeah, I mean, you can always uh, uh, sell that. But the reality is when you get into some of these larger uh, corporations that want it that way, they're not going to accept that. You know, you have a bad internet connection. Um, no, you don't. I live next door to you. <laughs> I've got the same internet in my Well, house, you're, right? you're talking about corporations who have conference rooms. That's where this application is going to be applied. Somewhat. And if they're... Somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah, <laughs> mostly yes, yeah. but but um, some of the other things that anyway, go ahead. I'm, I'm no, I'm getting ahead of us a little bit. Well, I was just uh, it's a neat software. I think there are some inherent flaws, and if if you're going to get a company like us, we're going to make sure that the quality is there regardless. Right. And so, yet yeah, it's another thing to explain instead of the three tracking types. So then we have to explain. Well, you have this software option, and here are the the uh, pros and cons associated with that. Yeah, and, and they're probably going to know about it, about the software option, because um, both Microsoft and Zoom are doing a really good job of getting that information out there to yeah. their customers. But you need to understand what they're, what they're asking about. And to your point, Corey, you know, what are the benefits to it, but also what are some of the limitations to using that technology for um, giving your equal equity to everybody in the meeting? Um, so, I'm, I'm afraid that that software application or that software adjustment is going to feel free. Whereas a camera upgrade to do tracking in a room very clearly will not feel free when they see it on a quote as a line item. Right. And it'll be our job people in this room to make sure we adequately, adequately explain the differences. And these types of podcasts will help kind of shed some light on that. Yeah. But don't we do that anyway? I mean, with all the other stuff we sell, it's, I mean, yeah. we've been doing it for years, right? It shouldn't it's, be new. It's just it's just selling the value of what it is, and and you know we we call it in the industry selling the value of the product or whatnot. The reality is our jobs are all the same. Our job is to educate the people that want to spend money and let them decide where they want to spend it. That that's really what it all boils down to. And if it makes sense to them, 
they're going to spend money on this. If it doesn't, they're going to say, that software one works great for me. So yeah. it's nice that we have all the options. Um, but Well, and if you're dealing with a large enough organization, and in a lot of cases like we do, mm-hmm. you know, maybe the software application is good enough for your medium-sized huddle spaces. Yep. And then when we get into executive boardrooms, larger meeting spaces, it's not going to cut the mustard because you're putting 20 people in a room. That's, that software application is not going to work. You know, I, I get pretty passionate about people understanding things. Yes, very much so. Very much so. I'm not going to waste our time telling a bunch of them. I'm going to get you later. Um, I get really passionate about not just Taurus as a group understanding when they go to talk to a customer about all the things that you guys just mentioned. Hey, how are you using the space? How's the space formatted? How do you want to use the space in the future? What platforms are you on? All these qualifying questions it's really disheartening when you go meet a new customer for the first time. Maybe they were dealing with somebody else, or maybe they were just doing some research on the internet, and they think that they found that that $500 camera that is the answer. Oh, and it, and it tracks. It tracks to the active speaker. And it's just this verbiage that's being used because it's so subjective. Yes. It's open to interpretation. So what I want uh, our viewers and listeners to understand is that Mark's mentioned it. Corey's mentioned it. There is a range of camera types that do a a track, a pan, tilt, zoom, a move. And then there's a range of price tags behind that. And understanding from the really the key factors. How are you going to use the space? How many people are involved? How often are you using the space? There's dozens of questions. Yeah. Then now you can really help people understand that education aspect you can even show them videos they can they can come here to our demo facility and see all these actions take place and so they really get a good grasp oh okay i realize okay so i don't have to necessarily be talking i could just be like moving and some of these can actually put people in movement and in talking in the frame yeah um and that's that's what i think is so important is that People walk into one of our rooms here and they're like, oh, that, w- that was cool. It framed us really nice in the shot. It, it uh, And they have this misconception that there's some type of microphone doing the job of that. No, 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 <laughs> no. It's a, it's a lens looking at facial recognition yeah. and realizing you're human mm-hmm. and putting you in that. Like we, I played around with the, uh, there's a, a goofy guy here that has a, a life-size cutout of himself. <laughs> I wouldn't know who that would be. <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't. Know. It was a gift for a birthday party, is what I've heard. I feel um, like there's going to be another one coming up soon. So we wanted to show this customer that like, this is how it operates, and we we took the cardboard cutout and we kind of moved it around and placed people, like literal people, in different chairs. And sure enough, the camera could tell if I would if that cardboard cutout. I I already gave it away. Uh, <laughs> the cardboard cutout was not placed just right, and it couldn't tell it was a human face. It did not did not track. Ignored them. I have, yeah. I have to I have to mention. That cardboard cutout has scared the crap out of me more than once. You I, can you can pretty much have the best time of your life if you set up a little camera in there because yeah. we have autom- automatic lights here. You put that cardboard cutout in the chair. It's in his chair and it's cut off kind of at the waist, so it's and <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's really close to dimensionally correct. Yeah, we should have brought him in here instead of in here, but we'll do that next time. That's awesome. And All if right. I'm if I'm wandering the hallways and I know Robert's not here, yeah, and I'll walk down the hallway and the lights are off and I, I don't know why I just spot check all the offices and I peek in, and it's 
he's wearing a lighter colored shirt and the room is dark. And I'm like, oh, what's he sitting in the dark in there for? <laughs> and I'll turn on the light. I'm like, stupid cutout. I will say. That's um, awesome. Thank <laughs> you. I will say that I feel like that all of the camera techs available to us today, and this is not a knock on, on One Beyond or anybody. I just, I think that people need to understand. Think of it as an added auxiliary feature. Absolutely. When you're in a Teams call, you have the little emojis to do a smiley face. And that, that is an add-on feature. Chat is a very helpful tool, but it's an add-on feature. Mm-hmm. It's not the core reason that you're on a video call with someone. Um, and I just feel like today, here in 2022, customers really need to look at that tracking as an add-on feature. Is it a must-have? It kind of depends on your space. It does. Um, it's just perfection is something we're always striving to be, and that solution to me, regardless of what it is, it's hard to be perfect because every environment's different. Mm-hmm. A microphone that we set on a table, we know that microphone is capable of X. And when you're outside of X, like if I move away from this microphone right now, it's not perfect it's anymore. Fall short. Yeah. There's there's a finite there's a finite outcome for that. So I think that's important too. And again, I'm not trying to steal thunder from any manufacturers. I just want the actual facts to be out there. Well, I think it brings up a good point though. Um, so you can, you know, we have multiple different options in the intelligent video. You talked about um, voice tracking, you know, yeah. presenter tracking. And there's a lot of presenter tracking stuff that's out there. I say a lot. There's more than more than a handful, right? Um, and that's great. And the way that most of those work is pretty simple. You point them at an area, and they're kind of looking for a person in that area. But are they doing voice tracking, or are they doing people tracking? Because now if I walk between you and that camera... Is it going to and start following me? And then you start talking, and then it comes back to you, and we're making the far end seasick? Probably. Well, and that's, Most that's, that's, why, that. that's why I appreciated uh, you know, Cisco's kind of answer to that, where they just do sub-switching. You've got two cameras, one moves, yep. and then sub-switches. I, yes. And I think some of the intelligent video offerings are essentially doing freeze-framing to help with that. So we don't. Um, the way that, uh, so let's talk about just the presenter tracking one at first, yeah. and then we'll get into the other one, the, the room one. So the presenter, presenter tracking software is really cool. You draw your presentation area, you know, your, your yellow box in the software, and it's like, okay, if anybody walks in that area, they're in control of the camera. Um, but they're not till they start talking. So it uses both. How cool. So what happens is, is like I walk into the area and I don't talk. Robert walks in the air and goes, hey, Mark, how's it going? He now owns the space. So what, where that becomes really cool and really usable is in these smaller conference rooms that a lot of us have, right? Someone's standing up at the front talking. Someone comes in three minutes late, which I know never happens. Guilty. Um, and, they, and, and they walk across the front of the room to get to the other side of the table. The camera doesn't budge an, any because you still have control of the space. And so they can walk right in front of you and the camera doesn't budge. So that's where you go from presenter tracking to intelligent presenter tracking, yes. right? And I think that's where we come up with the intelligent video is there's a difference between a lot of these technologies and then putting some intelligence behind it yes. so that they, they can function in the way, in a more natural way that we would want to. Um, you know, we lost a lot of that when we went away from these big complex systems 
and then they would have somebody in the background doing the switching and all this <laughs> other stuff. Everybody wants it automated. Yeah. And, um, and that's cool. I, I want it automated too. That's awesome. That's what we do. Um, so, but, but automating something and automating something right is really very, very different. Um, so, so that's the presenter tracking. And then the other one that, that we really get into a lot is when you've got a room full of people. And we actually use a dual camera, like what you was mentioned. We use a dual camera shot for every person in the room. Because what we want to avoid is that camera pan tilting, moving around and whatnot, um, live on video. You know, Obviously, as I start talking, I've got a camera on me, but it wasn't pointed on me before I talked. So that secondary camera or that primary camera, depending on who was talking first, is going to come to me. And then as soon as it gets to me, it's going to cut the video. So it's an even cut back and forth. Yeah, that's um, very broadcast. Yes, it's a, it's a. I mean, you talk about like a television studio, six yes. or eight cameras, mm-hmm. and but but there's a person communicating. Okay, you know your your little red square is not active anymore. These are all borrowed from the broadcast space. Abs- all of this ab- behavior, absolutely. But a broadcast space has a producer behind the scenes, video producer saying, "Cut to six, cut to twelve, moving cameras around and doing the video feeds manually in the background." We're just trying to have a meeting to talk about what we're going to get for lunch. We can't afford a producer to come in here, you know. So it, we have to try to give that that similar experience, um, but do it in a more financially responsible way uh, than what it would take to do in the broadcast world. So we're doing that with the. That's one of the things that Dual Beyond that the One Beyond works with is the dual cameras, um, and we have a piece. We actually have a brain that goes behind it called an Automate VX. Um, it's a small box that goes in that your cameras will connect into. And then through software, it's going to pick up um, who's talking when. There's a primary and secondary camera really appointed to every location. And if the primary is busy, it goes to their secondary camera. And so we're able to cut this room up and give everyone their equal equity, even though we don't have 50 squares on the TV. As someone's talking, they get their square. Um, So that part's good. The other thing that the Automate VX gives us is there's a lot of instances where I want, I've got a presenter in the room, but then I've also got a live audience. So how do I keep the presenter always, you know, focused forward, but then also give that time to the people that are talking in the room? And so with the Automate VX, it allows us to set up different scenarios where you can set the room up differently. It, I don't know, it handles some ungodly amount of presets to be able to. We have a nine camera system with the Automate that's going in right now, just waiting on a couple of other parts. Uh, We're super excited about it. It's a four-way to visible room. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. Um, oh, it is. It's yeah. really, really cool because they'll orient, let's say, think of it as plan north when they're individuals and they'll orient, orient plan east when it's combined. Right. And so we're, we're, we're really excited about that. Well, and, you know, without the Automate VX or a product like that, which as far as I know, it's the only one like it, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, and it's, you, you really can't. Um, not very well at least you yes know, it, yeah. it becomes just a complicated mess to do it any other well, way well you i mean i think the closest out there is you know products through cisco combining their presenter track and their speaker track yep. into one system mm-hmm. i mean that's about as close as i think you can get and you can do it with that but it's you know it is what it is it, it is yeah i mean that's that's a complex scenario that you just described that's but you're not going to buy that solution at the corner store and put it in. That's just, that's going to have to be a custom put together and then, you know, intentionally deployed to do that kind of stuff. We'll, we'll take you over um, there and let you see it. I'd love to see it. I think as long as awesome. you're not hanging with the big wigs and the state and local government uh, <laughs> at that time. There, there are no big wigs at Crestron. That's, that's, that's the cool part. Um, so yeah, when we were in New Jersey this last week, um, 
everybody was interacting with each other. It was it was a fun time um, just talking with everyone and just being in person again. You know, we talked about this on the last podcast, yeah. which was the first show you guys had after the pandemic. So uh, uh, the in-person part is something that, God, we miss. You know, it's yeah. uh, it's really, it's cool. We get to, we get paid to do all this stuff, but it's really all the people you get to work with, right, that, that make it as enjoyable as it is. Well, we have another tech show coming up. We'll have to do another. I saw yep. that. Impromptu yep. November third. Uh, We're really excited about it. I like the picture you used on the website. Thank yeah, you, for that. you like that? Yeah, we yeah. made sure we were gonna get a little Mark Harrison in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not in it. Bund- Bundy is, but but it's the restaurant area. Oh, you haven't seen the new ones. Oh, the you're, new ones? Yeah, you're in there. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got a big smile. Oh, okay. Actually, you're sitting right here uh, for that cast. So I'm sitting here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, fun, fun. So um, just to kind of bring everything back to to wrapping it around. Um, First of all, thank you for coming on the show. We think it's you're obviously extremely technically minded. You've got a lot of experience. I think it's great for our viewers and listeners to understand about these technologies. They're only going to get better. They, they only have one way to go, and that's up. Yeah. It seems like as little as three years ago, pre-pandemic, uh, having this discussion was just like, okay, there's two cameras in the world, uh, and now there's, yeah. there's countless. And yeah. I think the more and more that people like Microsoft – and Zoom get to, quote unquote, certify these cameras and put them into their environments, which is happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I think the I think the relationship there is going to increase. And when we were talking earlier about how the the client's algorithm and the camera, I do think they'll probably complement one one another. And the, it's always good to have a little bit of uh, competition between those two. Is always trying to elevate each other to be better. Competition's good. Oh yeah. Know, it, yeah. I, I hope to see some level of. Intelli- to, to steal your phrase, intelligent interaction between a company like uh, One Beyond, Crestron, and Microsoft, since you guys are close partners with them, uh, and use the new Teams platform with, you know, intelligent zooming and labeling, and yeah. use the camera function to make sure that it's still high-quality video. Were you in New Jersey last week? <laughs> <laughs> Look um, at that little nugget. So... There's a lot of collaboration. There you go. That's fine. Going on right now. Um, you know, the reality is that um, we we purchased the One Beyond technology, I think, officially like in May. So we've had it for, you know, with our engineering team and, and the, the resources of Crestron behind it for just a really short time. And uh, you're going to see a lot of things that are going to go on with that technology. It's probably the... It's one of the most exciting technologies we have internally right now. I think now. so, too. I think yeah. it's really, really exciting to be it is. in conferencing period right yeah. now. Yeah. Now um, shipping 2024. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, I, I'm an optimist. Thanks for coming, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'm an optimist. I think that there's a lot of good things that, with all the bad things that are happening in the world. There's so many great things, and, yeah. and technologies are just going to ever expand. I can't imagine where we'll be sitting 10 years from now. I mean, hopefully on Mark's yacht. <laughs> But, yeah. but uh, bring an inflatable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, um, everybody, thank you, Mark. Thank you so much for joining the show, man. We love having you on. We'll get to work on the bobblehead. Um, love it. Yeah, we'll post that up, and you'll have to bring it with you everywhere you go. So we expect you to have like a uh, industrial Velcro spot on your dash when you're riding around. So like a dashboard Jesus. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Like exactly. Cool. Yeah. I like so this the whole time. Yeah. I want to see social media posts of just you and your bobble. 
just going around. It's like me and the cardboard cutout. Yeah, it's like Elf on a Shelf. i got to place it every day, right? That's what we need. <laughs> elf on a Shelf. Mark we, we need to make a whole bunch of like just tourist generic bobbleheads and pass them out to all the vendors and have them take pictures of it. In their travels. When you, I think that's a great idea. So when, just like a bull mascot, are you thinking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. When, when you travel, give them to the stewardesses. They don't call them stewardesses anymore. Uh, flight attendants. <laughs> you, you really are showing your age. <laughs> the, uh, give them to the I'm going to Arizona, I think, in like a week or so. So okay. I'm just going to bring mine, and, we'll, and I'll start taking pictures with the flight attendants. There you go. You need to, like a we need to you, print on the bottom what the hashtag the will be, and it, it'll be you know, like... Hashtag tourist travels. Or we'll just do a QR code and have a funny like link to the podcast right on the QR code on the bottom. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where's so, Tom when you need yeah, him? So, we, we're going to do a whole other podcast right after this, folks. Just We're just going to talk about bobbleheads the entire time. There we go. Well, you, you give them to the people on planes that no longer serve you drinks. How about that? <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah, they don't I can't serve you many drinks times. on planes anymore? Man, the last like it's 50, 50. dozen flights, um, yeah. they tell you they're not going to do a beverage cart service yeah. right after you make that conscious decision to not buy a bottle of water at the stand before yeah. you got on, you're like, man, this is not good. I, I've yeah. been on one plane since the pandemic started. I'm talking like two and a half hour plane rides without a, yeah. without a cart service. I can't oh, go yeah. two and a half hours without taking a drink of water. No. no. And, um, don't they have a water fountain in the back? Negative. In well, the bathroom. Not really a fountain. <laughs> it's the sink. Oh, that's the sink. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> All um, right. thanks everybody for, for listening, for joining um, we'll we'll post some links to Crestron and specifically their new One Beyond acquisition. So you guys can click there and take a look at those product sets. Very, very cool. We're very, very uh, promised and, and hopeful to see these in, in action very, very soon. And if you have any other ideas about podcasts you'd like to listen to, please email us at info at, info at touristtechinc.com. Thank you very much, and you'll have a great day. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.